Our opening and closing theme is by Midnight Syndicate. For more dark instrumental music like it, visit www.midnightsyndicate.com or find them on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or Alexa. Hello, everybody. This is Freshly Brewed Noir. I'm Summer. And I'm Jennifer. And we are so thankful to our listeners for being supportive. Yes, we have a little something special for you guys. That's coming in the next few months, right? Yes, to anybody who has tagged us in a post of ours that they've shared. Yeah, or telling a friend and spreading the word. We really appreciate it. And so we want to show our thanks to our listeners. We appreciate you. Yes, the support has been overwhelming. And we love you guys. Yeah, much love. Yes, this is our fifth episode, right? Fifth episode, Jennifer is coming in strong with some Skinwalker Ranch. Yes, if you guys are familiar with Skinwalker Ranch, you know about all of the craziness that's behind it. And if you don't, then... You're about to. You're about to, yes. Because <laughs> this episode will cover a potluck of supernatural content, including UFOs, shapeshifters, an ancient curse, poltergeist activity, cattle mutilations, and more. <laughs> a lot. You're going to you're gonna get all that in one episode? Or yes. is this a two-parter? This is one episode. It's one episode. Okay. Yes. We'll see. You there, can do it. If we need two parts, <laughs> but I think, I think we've got it in one. So whether you're a believer in this stuff or not, stay tuned, because these events will have you wondering if the truth is out there. Oh, insert X-Files music. Yes. See, I'm glad you I'm glad you understand this reference. Oh, you know I love my X-Files or did. Yes. Cause Summer and I, we are going to be channeling our inner agent Scully and Mulder. We're going Which to Which one am I? You can be Scully. Okay. <laughs> I'll be Mulder. <laughs> yeah. I think I think, you know, I can handle that role. <laughs> Let's get started. So Skinwalker Ranch is 512 acres of land located in the northeast corner of Utah in Fort Duchesne. On a map of the United States, Skinwalker Ranch forms a triangle in the Navajo Nation land with Roswell, New Mexico, and Area 51. Of course. Of course, (laughs) which is located in southern Nevada. So all three of these locations are known as paranormal hotspots. Okay. So it's like maybe the Bermuda Triangle of like aliens? It sounds like it. Could be. If Area 51 is nearby, there's some... Well, even look at the triangle. It almost looks like... Like a ghost? Like a flying ghost. <laughs> yes, like from Scooby-Doo. It does. Or a stingray. Or a st- Well, yes. But those aren't paranormal. No, they could be. They, they could be. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 1776, the first true account of anything strange occurring on Skinwalker Ranch was recorded. It was made by Sylvester Velez de Lascante a French missionary. Although there were no photos or videos to back up this claim, he does have a written account detailing strange fireballs or crafts that were seen overhead, which is eerily similar to the accounts that people speak of today. Prior to that, the land that the ranch sits on today once belonged to the Ute tribe, with the Navajo tribe living, living roughly 400 miles away. This caused conflict when the Navajo attempted to move further into the Ute territory, giving the land a harsh and violent history from the get-go. The Navajo claimed the basin in the early 19th century along with what would be the future ranch site as their own. The Dine, or what the Navajo called themselves, thought that the freshwater and hunting grounds were ideal land for them. Eventually, the Ute attacked and then sold them to the Spanish as slaves. They reclaimed their territory. The Dine supposedly retaliated with a curse 
And this curse was in the form of a spirit that could shapeshift into a wolf, to a human, into anything else. Don't mess with those Native American curses. No. Mm -mm. No, because you see what happens. We're about to. (laughs) We're about, yeah, we're about to. Um, After that, the Ute referred to the land as forbidden and did not allow members of their tribe there. And there, you know, obviously is a reason for that. Uh, The skinwalkers, right? Yes. (laughs) By the time the 1900s came around, more people were making their accounts known as UFOs were becoming more discussed. While many have always believed that the land was cursed, there are others who believe it was some sort of portal which extraterrestrial oh, life... Not another portal. <laughs> oh, yes. We just talked we, about this. We did. I hope we you did. have these your are, facts for your portal. These are, <laughs> these are different types of portals. Different portals, okay. Yes. Sightings have occurred not just on the ranch, but around it as well. Now, you may be wondering, what are skinwalkers? Mm, yeah, I wouldn't want to see that. They look cursed. Walking around a ranch. You know, we did mention that they can shapeshift, but let's kind of deep dive into let's, that. Let's delve into that. What is all this shapeshifting and... What does that entail? There's not a lot known about the skinwalkers. Just because they're a taboo topic in the Navajo culture, the shape-shifting skinwalker of Native American legend takes on various forms across tribes, but most agree on what it looks like. It's a deformed, animalistic body, marred face, and blazing orange-red eyes. That sounds awful to me, yeah. too. <laughs> it's terrifying, right? Like, what would you do? <laughs> yeah. Kind of how I look in the morning sometimes, but... <laughs> You with your red eyes. With our red eyes. Yeah. Look a little mold. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, before caffeine. Well, I mean, we have to agree that that I look terrible before, before caffeine. Well, no, but, <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, that I understand this because I, I also look terrible before caffeine. <laughs> it's not true. She doesn't. That's why you know our podcast is about caffeine because we yes. rely on it and why it's not a video podcast <laughs> exactly. but we might make one we'll we see. will halloween for sure yes so they can shapeshift yes and the skinwalker has been translated by the navajo yi naldolshi hmm. so that's what it is in the navajo language okay. and that literally means he who goes on all fours some traditions believe that skinwalkers are born of a benevolent medicine man, which is a healer who practices through chants and songs, or in some legends, they are known as witches who abuse an indigenous magic for evil. The medicine man is then given mythical powers of evil that vary from tradition to tradition, but the power all traditions mention is the ability to turn into or possess an animal or another person, and others believe a man, woman, or child can become a skinwalker should they commit some kind of deep-seated crime or taboo. So they can just come into your body and take over? Yes. They don't want mine. They'll just find <laughs> fatigue and indifference and very strong caffeine craving. I don't yes. know what they could do with that. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, they... And they, children, they, they can take over children's bodies. That's... Yes. You know, I don't alone. think anyone is safe. I'd be safe because... They would be like, this body's way too tired. <laughs> Let's find another. I don't know. They might. They, they might use it if you if they need like an enchantress or something. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Legend has it, skinwalkers can have the power to read human thoughts. They also possess the ability to make uh, any human or animal noise they choose, which I mean... <laughs> Let's be real. We Is this Zach Vegas? <laughs> what? 
right? <laughs> He's a skinwalker. I know. <laughs> Figured it out. That's why he was trying to like lunge at people. He was lunging. He was making dog noises. So it makes sense now. Yeah, he's a skinwalker. Okay. They may use the voice of a relative or the cry of an infant to lure victims out of safety of their homes. Additionally, if you accidentally lock eyes with a skinwalker, they can absorb themselves into your body and take control of you. We've already talked about if they try that on me. (laughs) We're not going to get very far. I think think the... I think we have the same issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't try either of us. We'll be too tired too to do tired. any kind of evil. <laughs> right. The skinwalkers are described as being mostly animalistic physically, even when they are in human form. It is said that they can only be killed by calling them by their true human name, being stabbed with a knife dipped in white ash or shot by bullet in human form. That, wait. <laughs> Three very... Very specific, random things. So uh, a blade dipped in white ash. Yes. Just any white ash. So something you've burned. Right. But then a bullet shaped like a human? No, no, no. Like a bullet when you're in human form. Like if you're shot by a bullet. So if they're in human form, they can be killed by a bullet. Yes. And what was the first one? By calling them their true human name. Do you know their name? Like do they wear it on a name tag? No. Like, hello, my name is You can just start Skinwalker by like, 12. calling them by any name and hopefully... <laughs> hey, like, Bob. <laughs> and then, the, how did you know that was my true Hey, Karen. <laughs> nope, not worth it. Okay, keep going. That could take you, a while. There's a lot of names. Unless you know it personally, then... And if you know it personally, it's probably absorbed itself into you, so it's you, right? Yeah. They don't sound like they make friends very well. No, they just absorb you. So basically, like... They are they're pretty powerful. Yes. Okay. Yes. Maybe human ash, or not human ash, the white ash. It's like the... <laughs> so you got to burn it, human. <laughs> the, the white ash this was would a be light like... episode. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> so I bet you're wondering what happened to people when they lived on this ranch. Yes. And, and why? Why would you live on that ranch? Maybe if you don't believe that stuff, you're like, whatever. That would be me. I'd buy a ranch and be like, Psh, whatever, I don't believe in this stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be like, wow, have you seen our neighbor with the glowing eyes? Yeah. <laughs> Looking a little rough these days. Yes. <laughs> well, let's talk about what would have happened if this if this was you. Let's. <laughs> okay. So the ranch went through many different hands throughout the years. The most well-known paranormal events occurred when Terry and Gwen Sherman purchased the ranch in 1994. It was abandoned when they purchased it, and the price was way below market value at the time. So, you know, having project, like purchased this great, huge property for such a price. Yeah, like, so it wasn't in 2021, because <laughs> no. nothing's below market value now. No, it's definitely not a buyer's market right now. Okay. So they bought it, and they were like, great, let's make a profit off of this. Being that they were so excited about this new journey in their lives, they overlooked some things that might have been concerning to most. In the home, all the windows were deadbolted, inside and outside. Huge pikes stood outside the house and were attached with massive chains. Maybe for guard dogs or something? Yeah, it sounds like a horror movie already. <laughs> yeah. It's a fixer-upper. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, you could flip it. Maybe. I'll flip this one. Easy. Okay. <laughs> and so the house could have been like some kind of shelter for them, being that it looked so guarded, right? Yeah. One day, Terry's family was over at the ranch to help out, um, and in the distance, they witnessed a huge wolf coming up at them in like a zigzag type of dash. 
When the wolf reaches them, it's fairly calm, domesticated, and even lets them pet it. The wolf eventually reaches the fenced, this fenced area where cattle was, and one of the cows, their heads were sticking out of one of the holes in the fence, mm-hmm. and the wolf clenched its jaw onto the cow's head. As wolves do, he was hungry. Yes. So he wouldn't let it go. Terry immediately shot it with its, with his rifle and even hit it with an axe, but there was no effect when Terry and... or with. Um, no effect from the, the gunshot wound or the axe? No. What kind of axe was he using? Plastic axe? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, like, maybe... Halloween prop axe? Well, no, I think it was a, a real axe, but... Nothing happened. When, yeah, when they hit it, I mean, it must have made some kind of dent, but it didn't affect the wolf at all. Uh, he some kind just, of wound. That would be me. That's <laughs> my weak upper body strength. You wouldn't even that. feel it? Like... The, the wolf wouldn't feel it. <laughs> It'd be like, what's that? <laughs> That light breeze on my back. Is that a bug? <laughs> right. With Terry and his family obstructing the grasp of the wolf had on the cow, it eventually gave up and ran away. Terry shot it again, but nothing happened, and it escaped into the woods. Mm. Now, knowing that they had this huge predator on their ranch, Terry and his dad decided to track the wolf down in the woods. They couldn't find any trace of the wolf or even the blood trail. From the gunshot wounds or the wound. What they did find were footprints that suddenly came to a halt, like it had suddenly just disappeared into thin air. And with like an open area? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So with nothing to go off of, they returned back to the house and nobody really knew what to think of that. They were like, we should stop dropping acid right now. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. <laughs> Doing shrooms or something. Right. This has to end. Like all of us as a family. <laughs> all of us as a family. No more drugs. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I mean, but maybe they were sober. It's all this. I know. So that's, that would be scary. Yeah. In another instance, Gwen was thinking that she may be having some kind of memory issues. And I know we can relate to this. Absolutely. <laughs> Right now, where are we? What are we doing? What are are we we talking about? (laughs) Like, what did you just say? (laughs) Um, So she'd be putting groceries away. She'd come back and the groceries would be put back into the bag. You know, it could be mundane, right? A very clean ghost. I don't know. Don't mess up my house. Sure. Sometimes my mind gets ambitious and they think we've already done this. Yeah, maybe she just thought she'd put them away. Yeah. Another instance, she'd go to take a shower. She'd put her towel on the rack and then she'd come out. The towel would be gone, only to find it, like, on the other side of the house on oh, another Someone rack. wants to see Gwen walking through the house naked. Mm, these these ghosts, <laughs> they need to find better ways to... to these ghosts. To communicate yeah, I things. <laughs> I don't know if this is, like, Dirty appropriate. Ghosts. It's not appropriate. No. Uh, additionally, Terry had a new fence-digging tool that he was using, which weighed about like 70 pounds. Is it an auger? What is that? It's this tool. It rotates and you can dig holes with it really, really quickly. Is it 70 pounds? It's heavy. Then maybe. They have different sizes. I don't know. I think you might be onto something. (laughs) Could be an auger. Or what would you call it? An auger. So he he was using the supposed auger (laughs) to, to add in some posts onto the ranch. And at some point he took a break. When he came back, it was gone. And a week later, he found it in a tree 50 or 70 feet into the air. Now, when I read this, at first, most people are like, that's crazy. Why would that happen, right? Yes. But I had a neighbor who took my brother's mountain bike and put it up in a tree. 
and duct taped it to the tree. So how? how? Because we were teenagers and he was just freakishly strong. He literally climbed into this tree carrying this mountain bike and taped it with duct tape up in the tree. We couldn't reach it. My brother had to climb up the tree and cut it down. So humans can do this. 70 feet into the air? Well, I don't know. We, he was not 70 feet into the air. <laughs> I don't know that I, kind of I'm like... five foot seven. So this one was maybe 12 feet in the air. I see. So not 70, but he probably could have taken it 70 feet. But, Is but he why Superman? would you? I mean, I mean, at that time, yes. His knees are bad now because he's the same age as me. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that, I mean, that is a possible explanation, but who on that ranch would have been able to climb up that tree? He was at that ranch. Well, we should find be. out what year was this. We'll find this, out his whereabouts. It was, you know, 1994. This is exactly the time that he was my neighbor doing this stuff. And we were in California. And, well, you need to ask him if he went to Utah. All right. Uh, first suspect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Proceed. Okay. At night, they would see lights surrounding their ranch. At first, it was assumed that these lights could have been like headlights from cars that maybe got lost and were temporarily stranded. Oh, fabulous uplighting. Okay, no. I don't think they installed that. All right. <laughs> However, these lights kept showing up every night, and the assumption then became, are these hunters who think this land is fair game? So Terry, getting frustrated, he decided that he would come out, confront the hunters, but the closer he got, the lights would move farther away and then even drift into the sky. So Ooh. headlights would not do that. Headlights would not drift <laughs> into the sky unless you're a Jetson. So, yeah, that one is odd. Headlights are just lights, random lights. Headlights are car um, And they car weren't lights. like far, they weren't fireflies because fireflies really aren't on that side. Like, we oh, didn't have what fireflies. What if they were just like massive fireflies? But do they even have fireflies in that part of the country? Because in California, we didn't have fireflies. Um, I did not look that up. Yeah, well... <laughs> Then we'll just say could be fireflies, but we don't. <laughs> I know be. they're in the south, but I'm not sure. Could be massive fireflies. Massive extraterrestrial fireflies. Oh, yes. Then we're back at extraterrestrials. They came through. Maybe that explains the flies. Who knows? Uh, These portals. These portals. They just <laughs> spit out all kinds of stuff all over. I know. In the winter months, the family noticed that they were missing cattle. When searching the property, Terry noticed what looked like hoof prints trailing off into the woods, and he would follow the prints, and they would just end abruptly, just like when he was tracking the wolf. Somehow, these cattle are just kind of getting... They're falling into that portal, too. Maybe. Okay. Terry and his family became pretty paranoid at this point and would start patrolling the ranch at night. One night while on patrol, he saw a small aircraft close to the ground, shining and scanning the ground with a light. While watching this, he was close in distance and hidden behind some trees. During this time, he accidentally like made a small noise, and then the aircraft turned off its light and then faced towards Terry. I mean, he was frightened. He didn't know what to do, but then the mask just flew off. That's crazy. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, I mean, what would you think that is? Like maybe like some kind of remote control aircraft? They could have had drones in the area because that's close to Area 51. It's in that alien trifecta, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe a drone from Area 51? Sure. Yeah. But it seemed like it was like re reactionary, right? It heard that sound and it turned. I don't know what to make of that. Aliens. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> in the spring of 1995, the missing cattle would be found back on the property in random locations. 
the bodies of the cows were surgically cut, drained of their blood and their body fluids, and even some organs were missing. Some serial killer stuff right there. I know. And like, how do you even explain that? They just showed up on random locations, cut up. Drained of blood. Like surgically cut. How is that even possible? Isn't everything possible for aliens? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At night, there would be humanoid entities just walking around outside their house. Sometimes entities would come up to their windows and start speaking a language they couldn't understand. At that time, they'd utilize the blinds and locks that were on those windows and doors. And they'd also note that strange beings did not have faces. So What? What do you mean no faces? Yeah, I mean, they would just... They'd have their faces up to the window. Like the old Navy mannequins again? Well, they were even closer. They were like, let me get in here. Like up to their face in the window. Yeah. That's creepy. Isn't that scary? Yeah, that's scary. And so I guess they'd just be like outside patrolling. And what do you do when you see like... Something with no face? Yeah. (laughs) You sell that house and you move. Right? (laughs) Like the Amons did. They were like, okay, we're done. We're out of here. Yeah. So how long did these people live here? I'm sure you're going to get to that. I will. I will. Don't don't you worry. I won't jump in. Um, Terry would state that at one night while sitting on his porch with his rifle, he saw an abnormal orange oval light. The light was different from the others and he was used to seeing on the ranch. So he looked through the scope on his rifle to get a better idea of what the orange light was. And he would state that it looked like the inside of like a blue sky in broad daylight. While looking at this portal, one of the humanoid creatures crawls out of it, runs into the woods, and then the portal closes and disappears. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) I'd be done. I'd be out of that state. I wonder, are they friendly, though? Like, are they just, like, coming in? They're cutting up cows. They're not that friendly. Maybe they're just hungry. I don't know. I know. We don't don't know. But those poor cows... Yeah. Yeah, I really don't know what to make of that, but if I saw I a portal, like, a, you know. Saw, yeah, if I saw a portal and something crawling and out of it and running into the woods by my house, that would not be my house yeah. for very long. Yeah, we'd, we'd really just pack up our stuff and Done. go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another common light they would begin to see would be a blue light orb. This light was said to bring extreme dread and anxi- anxiety whenever it would get close. Once the orb would leave, they'd feel calm again. So another night when Terry was sitting on his porch with his dogs, he'd see this blue light. Wanting to try anything to get the orb to leave, he sent his dogs after it. The chase led them into the woods, and then thinking it was a good sign that the light flew away, he was quick to think that this was like a victory. Unfortunately, shortly after that, he would hear yelps from his dogs in the woods, and being too scared to check it out, he ran into his house and locked the doors. Oh, and just left his dogs out there. No, don't send your dogs after strange orbs in the woods. I know. And, mm. you know, that's just a trigger warning. We Should we should we have put a trigger warning there? Like, yeah, I'm very sensitive to these animals. I know. So Right. Okay, so is there something coming up about the animals? Well, okay. Trigger warning. <laughs> yes. The okay. next day, he would go into the woods and find three separate piles of ash. Oh. And he thinks it was his dogs. I mean, he had three dogs. There were three separate piles. Mm. I'm assuming he thinks maybe they were, like, incinerated. By what? The light. The light? The orb? Yeah. Maybe, you know, the orb turned out to have lasers or something. What is going on on that ranch? I know. How do you explain that? 
I don't know. I can't explain a lot of it. So if I can explain some of it, but we'll get into that. Okay. Yes. I'd like to hear your theories. <laughs> After this, the family had enough and wanted out. I mean, yes, that would be kind of like, I mean, I feel like I'd leave before this, but if my pets died after this, I would be traumatized. Oh, yeah. That's, it's time to go. Throughout the mid-1990s, local press began reporting the alleged sightings of UFOs and bizarre lights over Skinwalker Ranch. Millionaire Robert Bigelow, also the that's chairperson... Such a, that's a, such a millionaire name, right? Isn't Mr. it? Mr. Bigelow. Yes. <laughs> it's like he was born to be a millionaire. He was, yes. I mean, well, good props to you. <laughs> so, the chairperson and founder of the National Institute for Discovery Science, or NIDS, had for years been communicating with the Shermans in an effort to understand the events that were unfolding at the ranch. When the property was put up for sale, he quickly stepped in and purchased it for $200,000. That's what you would do if you became a millionaire. You would purchase all these alien properties. You know you would. Oh, oh I'm tempted. I'm tempted even now, but <laughs> I don't have 200 grand. <laughs> Interest rates are low. I mean, listen. <laughs> so I'm not familiar with property, but does that seem a little low? How much was it? 200,000. For how many acres? 512. Yes. That's low. I mean, you are the real estate person here. In that area, at at that time, I'm not sure, but that does still seem low for that amount of space. Yeah, for all that land. Yeah. It's worth noting that the brother of the former owners, um, Kenneth and Edith Myers, Garth is his name, states that there was nothing supernatural that happened while they were on the ranch. They owned the property from 1933 to as late as 1992. There was another owner in the interim, but Garth states that they were still involved with the property during this time. Bigelow did reach out to him for an interview, and when he denied having experienced anything strange, Bigelow said he wasn't telling the truth. Garth then states, well, if you don't believe it, then I guess we don't need to talk anymore. So he believes that the history of the ranch is badly distorted and misunderstood. Okay. Very different takes on it. And so he lived there prior to the tenants who had all of the crazy stuff happen, right? Or the owners. Yeah. So he didn't live there, but his brother and wife did. Garth. his family. Garth. Yeah. So Kenneth and Edith. Prior to the late 1990s, right? They, Mm -hmm. that was back in 1933. Okay. Garth says that they were there as late as 1992, like kind of just involved with what's going on in the property. But never experienced any type of alien activity or skinwalkers around the property. Groceries putting themselves away. He wishes. I'm sure. (laughs) I wish. I know. Yeah. Like, can we have those ghosts? Yeah. Like, where are those aliens? With Come the store? On. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Groceries. <laughs> we can talk about NID's findings. Let's do it. They're the experts on this. Exactly. Okay. So when it came to NIDS, Robert Bigelow hired well-renowned scientists, NASA or ex-military personnel, and PhDs. He intentionally sought out skeptics so that if, when paranormal activity was found, it would be credible. NID's first plan of action would be to test the area For anything that could cause hallucinations, like spores from the plants or toxicity in the water. They would also talk to neighbors, get a sense of the land. But they didn't find anything out of the ordinary that would cause people to experience such things. And they tested the house, too, because remember in the Amon's haunting, there was stuff in the house that could have caused hallucinations, like carbon monoxide and black mold. But they didn't find any of that in this house. Nope, they didn't find anything like that. But during the almost 10-year investigation... 
there were some pretty bizarre events that happened. In 1997, a newly tagged calf went missing while with its mother. Later in the day, they found what was remaining of the animal. It was laying spread eagle with its internal organs and cavities missing. The tagged ear was cut off by something laser sharp. Its femur also laid 10 feet away from the body, seemingly forced out. The way the body laid also seemed ritualistic. However, no perpetrator was ever found. Hmm. What do you take from this? Well, how do you feel about this? As we know from a lot of these serial killers, there are people that know how to cut a body with precision, like a surgeon. Think of the Black Dahlia, how she was cut and her blood was drained, and then she was placed in that field by the road. That's true. She was... Like, they were trying to get people to find her. Yeah, it was provocative. And... Yeah. I don't know how provocative a cow is, but dead cow, that's just gross. Do you think a person would target a cow? There's some sick people out there. We know this. We do know this. Yeah. So maybe they're just maybe they're feeding into all of the Area 51 and Skinwalker Mm. Ranch and trying to make it seem like things are going on. Yeah, but then you would think that we'd have some kind of footprint that maybe would have been found at one of these mutilations, right? A lot of crime scenes they can't find footprints. I'm still, I'm still, <laughs> still I'm still stumped. I mean, I, I mean, it's possible, but I don't know. I just don't think a person would want to do that to cows. A researcher was threatened by a creature that he stated blended with the scenery, rendering it almost invisible. The creature neither hid nor attacked the researcher. It just stood there roaring and threatening him. Zach Bagans again. He's just showing up in this place, huh? <laughs> It's possible. Paranormal activity. He's there. You're right. He's like, I got to make my appearance. (laughs) Yes. Somehow he's come out of portals, though. I don't know how that's working out. I don't know. And he would want the notoriety. So I don't think he would be in disguise. Yeah. Except for the sunglasses. Any press, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) In that exact same spot, an entire team of researchers witnessed a glowing door or portal open in the empty space before them. A large humanoid creature crawled out of the portal spotted the researchers, and quickly vanished through the portal before it closed. Did they get a picture of this or video? No, they were just um, surprised. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. You know, uh, I have trouble when these researchers, they know mm-hmm. they're investigating aliens and paranormal activity, but none of them have a camera phone, Well, video I mean, camera, anything. Well, we'll talk about that later. Okay. So, <laughs> In another incident on that spot, a PhD physicist was suddenly held motionless by an invisible force. In his accounts of the episode, he reported that a malicious and powerful entity or entities had literally invaded his mind and communicated with him that he and others of his species were not welcome. They were like, get out. It's time to go. Yes. When the invisible man is (laughs) telling you to leave. Like telepathically. Mm -hmm. Yep. Time to go. Yeah. I I mean, I wouldn't overstay that welcome. Uh, I don't think you're welcomed anymore after that. (laughs) No, I don't think so. They're like, you need to go. You weren't welcome in the first place, and they're letting you know that. It's time to go. Yeah. You're just asking for it if you stay. So take that warning. Heed that warning. <laughs> Guys, if you ever telepathically get a message like that, just don't risk it. You know, yeah. Don't be like that dangerous soul who just wants to live on the edge. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Despite everything that was happening, NIDS disbanded and dropped the project in 2004. There is photo evidence of strange sightings and reports of the unexplained, but unfortunately, that's not enough to build a solid basis or explanation for what's going on. Some evidence is still even under lock and key with the government. 
Yeah. Just like Diat love, right? Yes. If it's nothing, why is the government involved, right? They know that there's something. There has to be something to it. I think, yeah. I think there definitely has to be some kind of reason that they're involved. And if they are, why are they not Being telling honest anyone? with yeah. us? Yeah. Being why transparent. Would the, why would the government not be transparent? It's strange. They're <laughs> it's so just, forthcoming with just, information <laughs> usually. I don't get it. It's just strange that they would hide or just deny it and pretend like it's not there, right? But pretend I've, you're the government and you... <laughs> no, there's aliens. Yes. Speaking from two people who work in the government. Right. Are you going to be like, so America, guess what we found? But don't freak out. Okay. Why not? Why wouldn't we want to know this stuff? <laughs> yeah, you know, America never freaks out. Yeah. I, I don't know if they actually have anything. I want to know what the Pentagon has on this. Um, I, I need you to find out so I can know too. Well, let me somehow get into the Pentagon get, and get, get NIDS those... back up and running. <laughs> I don't have that power. <laughs> Unfortunately. Let's talk about some theories here. So there are theories of hallucination by vibrational frequency. These scientists did state that the energy levels on the ranch were found to be inconsistent and abnormal. It's hard to say what they affect. Like it's like radioactive levels that will just shoot up and then they'll be fine. And then they'll just go back to normal. So so it can affect people for just short amounts of time. And in just random areas. Oh, okay. Like well, it's not... Yeah, I mean, that could answer some of the hallucinations about people running out of portals. But every day, I mean, why would lights and orbs appear every day? Yeah, I guess. Did they do any testing to see how often the frequencies would be active? Everything was just so inconsistent, so... Okay. I'm not a scientist, so I wish I could, You're you know, not. give you more details, but <laughs> unfortunately I'm not. So there's also the theory of evil vortex caused by a witch's curse. Oh, tell me more. With um, the skinwalkers and that Navajo curse. If I believe any of these, it's going to be the witch's curse. Yeah. I mean, I totally think that there's something behind that. Why else would like a whole tribe of people? Yeah, you don't mess with Native American curses. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. You know, you effed up. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, what else can we say? Yeah, that would. Unfortunately. So that we think that's a possibility. Yeah. Okay. And what do we think about aliens? Well, we know what you think about aliens. <laughs> yes. You are pro-aliens. I'm I'm on the fence about aliens. Sometimes I'm like, maybe I don't think we're the only thing out in the universe. But what would they want here? Maybe they're like, oh, life forms. Let's study them. Let's, you look, know. Look at these idiots. <laughs> Let's see why they're such idiots. Okay. And for some reason, they are fascinated with cows. Cows are cute. Yes, they're cute, but... We don't want them. We don't want them to be cut up. It is strange, right? The cow mutilations are strange, unless it's it's people doing it, which could be just because people do all kinds of crazy things. That's true. I mean, uh, there could be some something to what you're saying, so I can maybe I'll consider it. Yeah. <laughs> Stories based on a few people's accounts were possibly sensationalized by NIDS and reporters covering the story. Is this exploitation of paranormal beliefs for exposure and money? What do you think? It could be, yeah. I believe that they probably made the stories sound a lot crazier than they really were. And there's totally a market for that. Yes. Right? Um, like, of course people are there like, is. aliens? Yes. Yes. Like me. So, right? <laughs> there's such a following of anything you know, extraterrestrial. You blow up that story just a little bit and it just sounds, oh my gosh, something's going on. And yeah. it's by Area 51, so there's got to be truth to it. So... 
There's a new docuseries, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. In 2016, Brandon Fugel, a wealthy real estate tycoon, purchased the property from Bigelow for $4.5 million and owns it presently. Now that is a good return on your investment. Right? Because didn't he buy it for like 200000 Yes. That's the type of flipping that you need to do. Oh, he's super flipped <laughs> that. Definitely. Great. Good job there. So... Fugel states that he is a lover of science fiction. However, he did grow grow up in a religious household and does have questions about like existential beliefs and topics. Fugel gathers a group of investigators, scientists, and researchers to try and continue to uncover what's happening on Skinwalker Ranch. This investigation is recorded as a docuseries, which is on the History Channel and also on Hulu. In case you're, you know, wanting to check it out. To mention some things on the show, fully charged devices go from 100 to zero in an instant. It goes haywire. There's something on the property. Yes. And I'm wondering if that's why it's hard to get photo evidence or something. Get me out there. I will get some photo evidence. But your phone will die. I'm telling you. No, it won't. (laughs) Carry my portable charger. Maybe a possible explanation. It's, It's an idea. A staff member grows a painful mass on his scalp and is rushed to the hospital. So it's like they start digging on the land and then these weird things start happening to people. Is it from the radiation in the ground, maybe? The doctors couldn't figure it out, but it's triggered by they mess with whatever's going on on Skinwalker. There's no explanation for it. Radioactivity does fluctuate at extreme levels. And we talked about that a little bit. And light orbs are seen at night. The land, specifically the mesa, are reflective or the, it'll glow. You just think. <laughs> I'm going with uplighting. <laughs> uplighting. <laughs> okay, okay. Or it could be alien scanners that are just kind of like. <laughs> of course it's alien scanners. And and they just scan that area, right? They're, they love that area. That's home to them, apparently. I wonder what they love about the area. All the land. The great it's a lot of estate. privacy. <laughs> yes. That's true. It is a lot of land. If you're an alien and you don't want to be discovered, you'd want to be in the mountains or in the desert area. Okay. That's could fair. Be. Yeah, could be. So if you want to know more about these incidents, we mentioned just a few of them, but you can check out the show. We won't do like a deep dive into it just because... That's... There's no Zach Bagans. What's there to dive about? Oh, there's like... There... <laughs> but there are some interesting people on there, let me tell you. I bet. That's just a whole lot of content. Could be a whole nother episode. Episode, but why do that when you could just watch them? Just watch it. And take it what it's worth. And like Jennifer, she will believe in it. <laughs> <laughs> I was fascinated. Yes, I was intrigued. I recommend it if you are interested in Skinwalker Ranch. Just want to know what's going on out there. These are recent investigations. There is something about it that is intriguing. I would like to go there, but I don't want to, you know, fall through a portal. You probably won't fall through a portal. Like, the portal will probably bring someone to you. No, I don't want that either. You could be face-to-face with aliens. I don't know if I'd want that either. But you'd believe it, right? I would believe Yeah, if I came face to Well, no, because it could be just a great costume. How would you explain the portal? (laughs) The portal, uh, like good uh, cinematography. They know how to create a scene that looks real. Mm, Okay. With great costumes. I see your logic. all about the costumes, Halloween costumes. That's true. I'll be very impressed when I see you come out of a portal. (laughs) (laughs) The Starbucks portal. Yes. (laughs) That's the only one I come out of. (laughs) Coffee house portal. Where is that? (laughs) It's everywhere. All right, well, what are our closing thoughts? Like, do you think aliens are real? I'm iffy on it. I I don't think we're the only intelligent beings out there, but 
I don't know. I just need, like, why would, why wouldn't they come here and try and communicate better? Or maybe they have and the government's hiding it. See? I know. Don't try and pull me to your side. No. The government (laughs) telling you. Why else would they get involved if they, But then why don't they, you know, I'm sure they've heard podcasts before talking about them. Why don't they contact those people and say, listen, we are real, but your government is trying to put the kibosh on us meeting you guys. There's some kind of conspiracy here. There's got to be. Well, if there's aliens listening to this podcast, (laughs) then reach out to us via email. Yes. Well, we're not. (laughs) Hold on now. (laughs) Do you think this is a hoax? I think there's some things going on on the ranch that could be criminal activity or just people trying to make it seem like there's alien things kind of just exploiting that yeah sure what about you i don't think it's a hoax (laughs) (laughs) why would this family make up all this stuff maybe i'm naive but it just seems so specific and like on a cursed land you got these these wolves coming at you you got orbs (laughs) and then these humanoid creatures walking around you know peeking out uh, through your window it's too much for me (laughs) (laughs) A lot. And they only stayed on the ranch for like not even two years, I don't think. So, and it's kind of similar to your story. To Eamon's haunting where, yeah, they were like, okay, this is enough. We gave them before a year. The Eamon's were out of there. And they were like, okay, this is, we got to get out of here. Yeah. I don't think it's a hoax from the family necessarily. I think there's some strange activity in that area. And then maybe there's people trying to just sensationalize it even more. There's definitely something strange with that entire area. Yeah, and hopefully one day we'll know. Like, Are we going what? there? Yes. Like, I'm totally down can, for that. Can if we go there? If we're allowed to. It might be restricted areas. Just bring your chargers, your extra portable chargers. Because this is 512 acres of land, remember? Yeah. So they don't have, like, and plugs it, everywhere. <laughs> both of our phones die. Then I might start to be a believer. Okay, well, stay tuned for that because we yeah. may do a follow-up. Yeah. <laughs> At Skinwalker Ranch. Yes. <laughs> we already kind of touched on it, but do we think there's other life out there? I totally do. I totally think, you know, why would we just be the only people on Earth in the universe? <laughs> and I'm with you. I think we're not the only people in this universe. There's no way with all of the other solar systems out there. That we know of. And then a lot of the solar systems with suns similar to ours could support life, similar to the life we have here. So there could absolutely be beings that are ahead of us as far as evolution, and they may be visiting us. We don't know. Maybe they have that technology. They could absolutely have that technology. Yeah. So that's why it's just fascinating. I'm curious, like, what everyone else thinks, too. Do you guys think aliens are real, or do you think this land was cursed, or do you think it's all just phony? Yeah, let us know your theories. We hope you liked the episode, and hopefully it piqued your interest. So let us know if you've ever experienced anything paranormal, we're always so curious to know, like, yes. if other people have mm-hmm. experienced things. Oh, I do have a short story. Oh. My middle brother, this is in California. Uh-huh. He used, as a teenager, he used to always sleep outside because he's very much the outdoorsman. Every night, the screen door would be open in the summer, and he'd be outside sleeping in his sleeping bag or on, the sleeping bag was on a lawn chair. We had the screen door in the living room. And so I came home one night, and he was inside on the couch, and the the screen door and the sliding glass door was closed. And I was like, what are you doing inside? And he goes, I saw something really weird summer. And I was like, what? And he said, I was sleeping outside. I looked up, there are these three glowing lights above my head. And he said, 
opened my eyes because I felt a presence. I saw the lights and then it shot up into the sky and flew away. And aliens, (laughs) totally aliens. Your brother saw aliens. And this was in 1990. Gosh, I want to say four or five or something around that time, maybe. So around the same time, around the same time, maybe 96. So around that time. And again, Northern California at this point. So, um, and he, he was not the type to be fearful of things. And so that did have me thinking, all right, either this kid did some shrooms and was like just it's always hallucinating really hard, but he did not. He seemed like he was in the right mindset. He, he looked completely spooked and that was not like him. Wow. Your, your family has encountered the paranormal <laughs> and you don't believe it. I have some doubts, but I also do think we're not the only ones out there. Okay. I just don't know if they're mutilating cows. They could have seen your brother and then went to go mutilate a cow right after. <laughs> so that, that, that got them going. Like, it's time to mutilate a cow. Could we be. just saw a human. Yes. <laughs> it's like the routine, right? Maybe. Yeah. I guess what you need is one to, like, approach you personally, and then you'll be a believer. Personally, yeah. And not at Comic Con or any of those. In not one in cosplay. I need an official alien to come up and be like, hello, like, like Summer. Like E.T.? <laughs> like E.T., yeah. Okay. All it's right. Cute. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, but don't be come running at me or you're going to get pepper sprayed in the face, okay? All aliens. All <laughs> Please aliens. approach Summer as soon as you see her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that story. We totally appreciate that. And we would love to hear more, right? Yeah, send us your stories. We want to know. Mm-hmm. Email us if you have had an alien encounter or what you think was an alien encounter. We would love to hear it and send it to our email, freshlybrewednoir at gmail.com. Or give us a like on Instagram and Facebook at freshlybrewednoir. And give us a five-star review on iTunes so we can reach more people. Yeah. Next episode, we are talking about... Israel Keys. Oh, that one is going to be intense, but it's going to be a good one. An intense episode. It's not going to be like our, our, our light alien talk or ghost talk. This one's going to be a heavy episode because real people are involved that were murdered. And we're going to talk about Israel Keys, a serial killer. And not really a super well-known one. He's not. And that's why we want to talk about him, because we want to bring you guys some of the more obscure stuff. We cater to your unknown needs. (laughs) You didn't know you needed this, but you're getting it. Yes. (laughs) That's what we try and do. Until next time, stay caffeinated. And don't get abducted. Right? (laughs) 